name is Pua Pakele, and I'm here to inspire you to go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profits. Welcome to the Go Big to Give Big podcast, where we are challenging six-figure earners to become seven-figure givers. My name is Randy Mullen, and each week, my co-host Steve Arneson and I are interviewing successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, philanthropists, and other high-performing humans that are inspiring us with their stories. We go deep into uncovering how they have become successful and why generosity is an impact they want to leave on this world. Our mission is to have you leave this podcast wanting to go bigger with your dreams and goals so that you can give bigger with your profits. Let's not waste any more time and jump right into it. All right, welcome back, guys. Today, we had the incredible Pua Pakeli come on the show. And wow, she is one of my favorite humans. Her energy is so infectious and she's just so fun to chat with. She is the owner of Pulina Digital Design or soon to be Rebel Media, depending on when you're listening to this, and is also the host of the Course Creator Academy podcast. And her true passion and expertise really shines when she talks about branding. In this episode, she truly made it seem so effortless to talk about the importance of building a branding messages, how your website should feel in first impressions when people see it, And she also shares advice on how you can get your audience to stay on your website longer. But my favorite part was having her speak about how she is adding a four-purpose component to her business. We share an incredible story of how her and I met, and then she goes on to share about what she has been able to do since our meeting that has changed the way her business operates and runs, and how she is helping all her clients give back. You'll want to hang on and listen to the entire episode because her favorite moment of giving brought all of us to tears and you can just feel her insane passion as she shares it. So let's not waste any more time and bring you the incredible Pua Pakeli. All right, welcome back to another incredible episode today. I'm I'm fired up for this one. Pua, you have such incredible energy, and we were just chatting briefly before this about you know the coffee mugs you're you're drinking with right now of of telling people that you know this could have been sent in an email and uh, just having a lot of fun already. So I know this is going to be a great great conversation, um, and and I'm really excited to bring you in. We got kind of introduced in a weird way where I approached you to get me a consult on how to build a website. And you're like, what website are you building? And I was like, oh, this really crazy one called Go Big to Give Big. And you're like, oh, what is it? And I explained, you're like, oh my God, that's what I want to do more of in life. How how can we turn this around for a sec? And I just asked you a few questions. And now we've become uh, business acquaintances and and I hope soon to be good friends because we just have so many similarities in everything we're doing. So welcome to the show, Pua. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I love how we met. I think that's one of the coolest stories ever. And yeah, I'm stoked yeah, to be here. I love the reverse pitch. It works really good. So <laughs> so that's awesome. No, I uh, look, I'm excited to dive into to some of the branding as well. We're going to talk about some of the giving stuff a little bit later in the show because uh, it's very incredible what you've been able to create and how passionate you are about it. But um, to start out, one of the things that attracted us so much to you in the first place was that on like the front page of your uh, website, it just said, your brand is your legacy. 
And I was like, mm, that speaks to my soul. Like that's that's how Steve and I built the reinvestors when we built it. That's how we're building Go Big to Give Big. Everything we touch is like, this could be our legacy project. And if it were, how do we want it to leave in this world? So walk us through how you came up with that tagline and how you implement that in with your clients. Yeah, so it's it's been an evolution to get to where I am. Uh, I started out just, just a website builder on the side uh, and what I realized was a lot of people start businesses or have businesses. They throw a website together because they need to have something up there and you know they're providing their service. They're going about their day-to-day. By the time they reach out to me, it's become almost like this need of like either somebody told them you need to have a better website or you need to have a website, <laughs> right? And Sometimes they've gone through a really robust branding process. They've hired a professional. They have a great brand, but that's sort of the minority. And a lot of people, they know within themselves what they do, what their mission is, what their you know service is, and the difference in the trans- transformation that they provide. But on the outside, it's very murky and unclear. And when we talk about branding, brand strong branding can really build trust And it's something that almost subconsciously we start to correlate with the feeling that we have when working with or thinking about a a business. And so as much as we want to take credit for the legacy that we leave behind as the person who creates all of the things for your business, the, the legacy ends up being within the brand itself, right? Like go big to give big. I love you guys. You're amazing. However, that brand name is going to be what people correlate with this mission and this this revolution that you're creating, right? Um, they'll also know your names, but you know that's that's what I mean by like your brand is your legacy. And so to make sure that it's super, super strong, it's consistent, it communicates a feeling and a, a culture, which is a huge, huge undertaking for like a, a graphic and a couple of colors, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's an that, art for sure. That's so cool. And I know Steve's going to geek out here in a second because this is something that he's, uh, his background is in branding and marketing and uh, he loves this kind of stuff. So I'll pass it off to him in one sec. Um, I wanted to ask you a, a quick question then. Um, so you're going through a bit of a rebrand yourself right now. So right now, you know, it's Pulina Digital Design and it's your brand, you're the face of it and you're everything. And then you shared with me that you're now going to be switching to Rebel Media. How you know, a, a lot of people I know have their names as their brands or their investment companies or or whatever they're working with. Um, why are you doing the rebrand? And should everybody do that? Should everyone be building the brand itself and then just be owners like, like you mentioned for Go Big to Get Big for Steve and I? How how and why can you walk us through that? Uh, I think it's just a part of my evolution personally. And I don't think there's a right or wrong. Um, when I first started, I... It was just me and I was sort of the brand and it was at poolena.com. I've wanted that for so long and it was taken. And so when I finally just checked it one day and it was available, I bought it and I was like, well, I guess that's my business name. <laughs> so, you know, it's sort of like it it kind of more or less I stumbled upon that as my as my brand. And, you know, why not? Everybody else does it personal brands, all of that. Um, and what I realized in the in the space that I'm in now is I had a very sort of boutique experience, right? 
you come to me, I do your consultation, I do all the work for you. I it's, it was all me, which was which was great. I learned a lot and impossible to scale. So as I've been trying to scale this business, I, I have a couple of other designers and I've had people say, you know, your designers are great, but I kind of want to work with you. Like I came here to work with you. And I'm like, oh God. So that's one of the reasons why. And the other reason is this is this is becoming bigger than me. And I don't want to be the be all end all of this business because I want people who are better than I am at, at things. And I want the entire brand experience. Like if you don't have a, a logo or, or branding or copywriting or photos or images, I want to be the space where you can come and trust. Like this girl believes in branding. She believes in the strength of knowing who you are and communicating that in digital media. And she can provide, and her business can provide everything that I would need. All of those things are not my strength. So I want to create this collective community of support that it's just bigger than I am at this point. So yeah, it's a little bit about that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a that's a really fantastic problem to have where people like are uh, really dedicated to work with you as an individual. And that's an incredible uh, advantage to your business uh, because you can say, cool, maybe your team package is 10 Gs or something like that. And in, in those meetings, they want to come work with you. Cool, I only work with a few people a year and it's 50 grand instead of 10. Um, awesome way to like, you know, increase revenues and be really choosy without saying no to people. It's just like, you know, A or B, do you want to pay 10 or you want to pay 50? Yeah, um, didn't think about that. There you go. I was getting an answer. Like, okay. Steve, yeah. 50 grand for Steve to work with me. I got that. Perfect. No, I get a royalty on that too. I think, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the, the digital marketing space. I think has has really been an interesting thing to to be a part of in some ways as well as watch um from the sidelines for the last i'll say 10 years and you know um i think it in a lot of ways some people anyways and i'm one of them in a in a skeptical type of manner think of digital marketing almost like as uh, a really crowded pool right now what's been like the key few pieces of your success in that space that differentiates you versus the rest of the crowded pool? Yeah, that's a great question. And I I really think it's just understanding who I am and how I want to serve. I want to serve the rebels of the entrepreneurial space. Like I want people to do things their way with a little bit of strategy, a little bit of guidance, right? That's all I'm here to do. Um, and the clearer that I've gotten about that message, and which is also why I'm rebranding literally to attract people like that. Um, I mean, it's all about your your message and your and your vibration that you're putting out there. And when you stop trying to just be another web designer that people can come to, and you're like, I I do web design in this way. If that resonates with you, let's do this. Uh, and and talking about it everywhere <laughs> right? like it, you're right it's very very saturated you can get a website for five hundred dollars from fiverr or you could get one for fifty thousand dollars from this huge agency over here and the people who are meant for those spaces may not be meant for me so understanding that cycle of abundance and how you know i have there are more than enough people who i could resonate with that just need to know where to find me and vice versa uh, and that's sort of like the the biggest mystery of 
being an entrepreneur in general is understanding how to connect with the people who are meant to work with you in all of these spaces that are super oversaturated, right? Like there are so many industries where you're you're one of thousands of service providers. How could you possibly find clients and build your business with all of this noise? Uh, so I think super, super clear messaging and just trusting and knowing that you're providing an incredible service. And the more you talk about it, the clearer you are, the more sort of authentic and vulnerable and honest you are about it, the more you'll attract the right people. I could not agree more. And I really love the rebrand. It speaks to my soul as a rebel from my kid. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, it's tamed a little bit more today than when I was 15, but still, still in there. Um, on the design element itself, what have you seen as like, I don't want to say trend because trends are short term. What have you seen as like a successful piece, like a staple today versus what was happening, I'll say 10 years ago or five years ago, even, you know, looking at your portfolio online, I love the color. I love the edgy transitions and it is like thoughtful, provocative, um, you know, intentful and, and there's this really just high caliber expertise as a part of it. And it stands out versus, you know, uh, a Wix website or something like that. But outside of what I just said, like from, you know, you as the expert, what's been like the best way to build a website that stands out compared to others? A little bit of fangirling there, Steve. <laughs> oh, big time. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I am an artist at heart. I've always been one. And I sort of lost track of that. I I did a lot of art classes as a kid. I love, love, love so many mediums of art. And then when I went to college, my parents were, I actually majored in fine art for one semester, my first semester of freshman year. I don't even want to like blame my parents for this because it was just a conversation, like a suggestion. And they were like, fine art's great. Um, have you thought about like where this would lead in terms of a career? And I took that and I was like, you're right, let's bail. And I I like bailed on art for like 15 years. Mm. It wasn't until, I think it was like 2019, I got an iPad with a pencil. <laughs> and I got Procreate, which is like a $10 app. And I just started creating digital art. And I was like, this is awesome. And I'd been doing web design before that. But that was really the moment where I was like, you're an artist. Don't forget that again. And that is really what I bring into the work that I do now. On top of, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, websites were very, very informational. And it was all about getting text on the page and being as clear and descriptive as you can. And if you look at old websites, it's all text and like little teeny pictures. And we do a lot of uh, website redesigns. And that's a really interesting process because a lot of times, people have created the websites themselves and they're a little bit emotionally attached to it. And so I have to tell them like, you did a beautiful job 15 years ago. I'm I'm gonna break this a little bit, you know? Um, and today it's, it's almost like you're creating an Instagram feed on a web page where you need a good hook. You need something that's like very visually captivating. So in that first uh, above the fold, which is like the first thing you see on a website, I love video. I love, you know, a, a catchy short headline and you have three seconds to capture their attention or they're leaving. So that's sort of like 
the the pressure of a website builder falls on that very very first page in the first three seconds of capturing their attention so it has to load quickly um you know all those things and then it becomes this experience where i often tell my clients it's like you have this storefront and if the storefront looks good if people are walking by and they're like oh that's a that's a cute dress you know whatever they walk inside that's your that's your above the fold hero section on the homepage. Once they're inside, it has to be this experience where they want to keep browsing and walking through. If they're being inundated by stuff, they're like, oh my God, it's too much. I got to leave. Right? It's like going into a thrift store. You're like, oh God, I'm not in the mood for this. So you really have to create that that sort of experience. It's it's like spreading a story. And I use a lot of like story branding within copy and images to continue to like bring them in deeper into the story. So literally the story brand framework is, you know, you create that hook, you relate with the client, and then you immediately get them to uh, buy into that hero's journey where they're the hero, but they don't know it, right? So they're like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to, this is something I'm interested in. I might want to learn a little bit more about this. How can you help me? And so you, as they scroll, you unveil more of that story. Then they can click around once they're sort of bought into it. It's this whole thing. I get, I get geek out really hard on this. So you need to stop me. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly, as you were s just walking me through that, I was literally just going through websites, scrolling through as you were walking me through that journey. Oh my God. If you're listening right now, like, Go look up uh, poolina.com, like P-U-A-L-E-N-A.com. Oh my God. It is exactly as you just described where you're, it pops when you see us. That's why Steve and I originally were like, oh my God, this is great. And then as you go through, there's different colors and it is like an Instagram feed where you're like, you kind of just want to keep flowing because like, I honestly didn't read any content on it, but I was just going through and I'm like, whoa, the, the colors pop. They keep my attention. They do a lot of stuff. And then now I'm going to go dive deeper into it. So uh, kudos. It's exactly as you just said. described. Yeah. You didn't read the content. Nobody reads the content on the first pass. Yeah. That's the thing. And that's the difference. We need it to be visual. We need it to be engaging and exciting. People read more as they're about to buy and they read after they've bought because they just want to make sure that they bought something good. Right. So they're going to go back. So on like your product pages or your services pages, that's where you can add more text and more details about what people are going to get. Um, but I love that you said that because it's a lot of people are like, oh, you, I wrote all this. Where did it go? It's like, I can't put this on the homepage. It's too much. You know, that's so good. Um, I want to on that uh, note pivot a little bit before we jump into the giving side was um, you run your own podcast and it's called the Course Creators Academy. So obviously course creating is a little bit different than than just building a website. So um, on top of building websites and stuff, where did the uh, course creating come from and where did the thought process come from of wanting to build a podcast around it? Yeah. So that's a little bit uh, more about the shift that I'm making is up until now, my main audience has been course creators. And uh, I build, you know, with a, a specific program that has a great community around it. And I love course creators and I love courses from a productivity standpoint. Because as it doesn't matter if you're a small business, like one-on-one -on -one coaches get really, th their time gets capped really quickly. And so for them, courses, memberships, group coaching, really that logical next step to 
giving some of their time back. And this can go all the way up to big companies where you have people who are just training new employees. Save them some time, give them a higher quality of training by providing a course for new employees to come in, use the course as, you know, either like a foundational offer before they start their training or in addition to training or in place of it sometimes. Um, and people are using it to train their clients. We have realtors who are like, you know, you're a first time home buyer. Here's some of the language that you might be hearing. Uh, and then it makes that first interaction, whether you're going with them to see houses or you're you're meeting with them, your clients then understand a little bit more about what you're talking about. Because a lot of times, you know this, right? In the real estate world, oh, yeah. clients sort of just sit there and nod their head and they sort of understand maybe half of the things that are coming out of your mouth. Um, so, or they ask a lot of questions and you're like, oh, this is such a waste of time because I just answered all these questions an hour ago with somebody else, <laughs> right? Um, so that's really like, I just, I love courses for that reason. Uh, and the Course Creators Academy podcast was just to highlight incredible entrepreneurs who are using courses in different ways. Uh, and I'm sort of, uh, in all transparency, trying to figure out, do I want to continue with that name as I rebrand or, um, cause I am, I do want to serve people beyond just the course creation space, but I'm not going to leave that space completely. So, yeah. You just you just said you just created course creation in a different way than I've really heard it explained in the sense of so many people are like, "Hey, if you want to make a ton of money and not have to put a bunch of time and go do it." But you're like, "Man, if you're a real estate agent and you want to save some time when people come to your showings and you send them a four course uh, course before they show up where it's like, hey, when we walk through the house, these are the three things we're going to look for. And here's the, the the process and here's how it's going to go. And even though they're not paying for that course, you're giving your, you're getting free time back and providing value to your client. And I'm saying like, Steve, what if we just created a course for our investors where it was like, hey, before you, you know, invest in one of our projects, this is what you can expect. This is how the projects go. Here's how it is. And it was just a value add to all of our investors. This is a very different way of framing it as opposed to a money generator. It's a clo deal closer or a value add in a conversation. So that's very cool. Totally. And it sets you apart, right? We, uh, we have a roofer and he's working on a course to give to his clients to help them prepare for the day when their roof gets redone. So, you know, leading up to that, right? Like, I where do you get your cars? That. Where is right? Uh, he's really cool. He'll like, the day that they come to redo the roof, somebody delivers like a, I don't know if they have different packages, but one of them is uh, like popcorn and four movie tickets to take your family out to the movies while people are doing your roof. Shut up. That's awesome. So crazy. So awesome. Value at its best. Um, amazing. Well, um, Steve, are you good? Are you good here? Are you jumping in on something? I want to move to the giving stuff, but I want to make sure that you're you're happy. I mean, I can, I can talk design and marketing strategies and sales all day long. So <laughs> I don't know if we have that kind of time. Awesome. Well, I'm. This is what I'm so excited about. Um, was just how we connected, and um, to to recap how we connected, you, I asked you for a consult. You said, "What are you building?" I said, "Go big, go big." What is that? I was like, oh, we help businesses add giving components to their companies so that they can get more aligned with their clients and feel more in purpose. And as they scale their companies, they can give back more. And you're like, that's it. That's what I've been missing. That's what I've been trying to implement. I always thought I had to make a ton of money. And then once I made some money, I could go start giving and I had to do it personally and I couldn't tell anybody about it. 
And then now you're starting to implement that into your business. So I'd love to just hear your, um, from your side of it, how that's gone or what's inspired you or where that passion came from and just fill in a little bit of those gaps. Yeah, for sure. I feel like our conversation was one of the most pivotal moments for me in terms of creating meaning and purpose in our business. And we like, I love the transformation that we provide. I feel like it's very purposeful and fulfilling. And it just, for some reason, this particular approach to giving checked all the boxes for me. So, you know, I've heard of like, yeah, give 5% of your every every sale to a specific nonprofit. And that's really the extent of what I knew before. Um, and what was challenging for me about that was the logistics. So how do I choose the organization? Do I change the organization every month, every quarter? You know, how do I, I, I love so many things. Like, how do I decide on this? Will somebody not who wants to work with me not believe in the organization that I choose? You know, so there was a lot of maybe it was like self-limiting beliefs, but it was enough for me to not pull the trigger on it or to not continue with it. So I've implemented little things like that every so often, but it never stuck. And what you shared with me was and I know that you teach much more than this, but it was very and we didn't talk for that long. So the one, uh, the one thing you did say was, you know, for every you know package that you sell, perhaps it's this big package. You buy that. We donate a hundred dollars to the charity of your choice. And I was like, the charity of your choice, duh! Like, why didn't I think of that before? And so on the surface, that made a lot of sense, and it took all of the pressure off of me having to choose something, me having to, you know, change it if I want to, and. As like, I'm like such a giver that I almost got overwhelmed by the ability that I had to give. And so I gave nothing. And this was a way for me to say like, I get to give to organizations that I don't even know exist. And what that did, it, I mean, it, it, so there's that component. And what I didn't realize it would do is it helps us to connect with our clients very quickly on a very deep level which is something that we strive to do quickly anyway, because we have to understand them so deeply to build for them. Uh, and it's it has been absolutely life-changing because we enter these conversations where, you know, I, I get to ask, why is this a, an organization that means so much to you? And they'll they'll tell me either a story of their volunteering or that they had like a personal family connection where you know, we see this a lot with perhaps someone in their family had cancer or some kind of illness. And so they give to organizations that provide support for that kind of uh, experience. And not that I'm going to build any of that stuff into their website, but it helps me to know who they are on the inside. And that it, it translates in a way that I can't describe in words. But yeah, I don't really, where am I going with this? I don't know. <laughs> That's I will I will step in and then I'm gonna have Thank you, Steve, save me. And then I'm gonna have Steve step in too because um you just said something of like I'm not gonna put on their websites, but I know Steve's a very sentimental guy and, and has a lot of like even though something might not mean something, it'll mean a lot to Steve. You know, a tattoo on him that might mean absolutely nothing, might mean something might, it might mean nothing to somebody else, but means so much to Steve. 
even now when you learn about these little things, even just putting a, hey, would you like to donate on your website to the charity that you're sponsoring with them, even putting a few pictures or branding colors that align with the charity or organization they want to meet. And I'd love for Steve just to jump in and touch a little bit on that because I know that can mean so much to the client on that space. So Steve, I don't know if that resonates with you. Yeah, I think um, like, you know, well, you were talking earlier in this episode where like the differentiator for you and, and one of the key things in building any kind of like digital business or, or branding business is to to really connect with who that client is and any additional information you can get that is impactful to that individual or the reorganization is going to help you create the business card or the face of that that you know that experience and it is important i think you know you, you've hit that really well on the head and and i wanted to actually rewind a little bit further into something that you said around meaning and purpose I guess my question with that would be like, why was it missing up front? And yeah, let me start with there. Yeah. Well, thank you for articulating what I was trying to say. I'm like, yes, that's it. <laughs> um, you are a great summarizer. Uh, yeah. I think meaning and purpose can be multi-leveled and multi-layered. And we had meaning and purpose around the service and transformation that we provide for our clients. And yet, especially as entrepreneurs in the digital space, small businesses, solopreneurs, it can feel like a very small space. Like it is me, my computer, my little team, they're amazing, but it's it's a very like enclosed box where I've always felt drawn to like, how can I contribute more in my community, in you know society? Do I need to get a job where I go to an office where I can talk to people? Is that the solution? Uh, and, you know, I've, I've volunteered, I love to volunteer. And so that sort of fulfills that personally for me. But there was a part of me where because of the nature of the job, I felt very disconnected from anything outside of this little box. And what that allowed me to do was to not only identify one target, you know, charity or, or purpose to, to support, but now we have like this web of support going all over the world because we have clients all over the world. And it's it's just been this beautiful connector and really brought that that level of of giving back that I felt was so deeply missing from everything that I was creating. That was exactly what I was hoping you were gonna say. Um and I didn't we didn't pat it beforehand, but <laughs> the the picture I was hoping to get to here was exactly that was and, and let me connect the dots here so you were feeling like that missing purpose and meaning then you found it through given like by incorporating that into your business i would assume and i want to hear your thoughts on this but your clients probably feel the exact same way mm-hmm. businesses and entrepreneurs and people out there want to give back they want to feel fulfilled and a lot of the times that comes from having impact in our society whether it be through you know donating to cancer research because they had somebody in, in their life impacted by that or maybe it's to homelessness or maybe it's to you know um orphanages in durable countries etc um and then guess what happens is once they get inspired by that and it's broadcasted on their branding they get to communicate that to their customers and now their customers are then being more attached to, to the business itself 
and then can take that back to their own individual lives and be like, ah, cool, like this business that I'm working with is doing this. I'm going to implement this and my family's going to go and do mission trips or donate to a charity or something along those lines. How has that momentum changed for you since you've been implementing this? Yeah, I, you know, that's a good question. And I'd like to follow up with people a little more on that. Um, it's been about a month, a month and a half since I've implemented this. So I actually am not sure on the ripple effect because I haven't really asked, but that would be something I'm so, so interested in because I, it's probably, it's probably happening. And so, it's, it, yeah. So because it's so fresh, uh, let me change my question then. Like, how has it changed your energy in, I'll say like, maybe like the closing calls or, you know, that, that customer, um, like intake discovery call? Yeah, for sure. It's, it was interesting to add it to my, um, I have like a PDF that I share on my on my calls. It's not on my website publicly yet. And I will say this is now a cornerstone of the new brand. Like it's it, it is it's not going anywhere and in fact it is like a a requirement and I'm finding I'm trying I'm really excited to implement new ways for all the levels of service. Anyway, we'll get there. Um when I first added it to that PDF, I was like I hope people don't see this as like a last ditch effort to close the sale you know like oh she gives to charity like cool that's a that's who would say no to that you know and i had a little bit of uh sort of doubt around that and i wish that i'd added it sooner because when people see that you see them sort of a wall goes down when that page comes up so we're and it's right after the um the page with the all the cost and all of that and then I'm like, you know, $100 of this goes to a charity of your choice. And they're like, wow. And I every time we donate, I add a logo. And so they can see sort of what the organizations that we've already donated, donated to are. And I always share, like, if you don't have any that you feel called to donate to, like, don't worry. We have lots of suggestions and things that people have donated to in the past. And it's it's just a space where people start to breathe again. And it's so crazy because money is something that's so difficult for entrepreneurs and i will say i was that person where i'm like oh i just want to help people and i'd give a bunch of stuff away or i wouldn't set boundaries and this has been a motivator for me to say you know what when you sell something you get to give and that right there flipped a switch and i was like the more that i can serve through selling the service that i provide the more i get to give the more I get to help people breathe after we talk about pricing, like it's become this, this like sales tool that is not designed to close. It's designed to create comfort. And it's, it's like, it's not perfect either. It's so much more of an art than a science. And when we can think about it in that way, like there's no right or wrong way to give, which is so great. I mean, there might be, you tell me. <laughs> We're going to become best friends because that was like, that was like a testimony. I just wanted to take that and put that on everything we do because that's, that's literally what we try and preach. And everything Steve and I have been saying for years is around this, that it's, if you look at it from your own light, that it is going to be something that people are going to judge you on or think you're trying to close a sale. That's how you'll feel about it going in. If you go in and say like, man, I'm so excited to work with this person and find out who their charity is and how I can support them and get to know them on a deeper level. All of a sudden you kind of forget like, oh, there, there was a moment where I thought it was going to be like judgmental. 
And because you're so passionate about it, it just makes that connection. So I love that. Before we jump into our giving round, um, I wanted to ask you a quick question because you said you were donating a percentage of stuff and you didn't know where it was. And then you and I talked and I was like, why don't you just do a flat fee per package, make it simple and easy. That's the thing we found about giving is the simpler it is, the better it is. And it doesn't have to be a large amount. It's just about building it in. And then like you, every time you add a new product or every time you scale, you're able to give a little bit more or change that pricing. Um, Just walk us through that transition of how you had to change your mindset of like giving is hard to being like, oh, this was easy. This is like by going from a percentage of and how to do the math and figure it all out to just a flat fee. Yeah. I mean, it's it's as easy as you said, right? Simplifying it to something that is super doable, super fast. Uh, I think that takes a lot of the overwhelm or the, it's, it's, it's not even real overwhelm. It's like the anticipated overwhelm where people are like, this is going to be too much. I'm not going to do it. Um, that's been, that's been a game changer. And really just understanding that this is it's it's as big as you need it to be and as small and approachable as you need it to be and that every every little bit that you can contribute in any way it can be energetic it can be time you know it can be volunteering it doesn't have to be financial um it matters and a lot of these organizations are spending they have they have people and their entire job is to fundraise and write grants and like maybe they're like fighting for government funding or they can't grow their list of donors and they don't know how to promote themselves because they don't have the money for ads or you know whatever that might be and i thought about it if every if every small business donated one percent of their revenue or one dollar of every sale to an organization any organization there would be millions of dollars circulating that are totally separate from grants or government funding it can be like this beautiful cycle that we have all the power in the world to create and generate and keep keep moving and cycling through and it can be a very very small amount uh and i think you you mentioned this either on our last conversation or the first time we met where if you feel like this maybe you're in the startup space you might have some loans or some debt and it's like i can't even be myself how can i possibly donate somewhere else donate a dollar five dollars take your team to volunteer like there are so many ways to give back and this can change and evolve so you're not if you decide today that you're going to give a hundred dollars per package and six months from now that doesn't feel good for any reason you can change it i think that's the thing that we often forget is like we built this we can change it right absolutely it's a great point for uh, as a reminder for people and uh it's a Something that we probably as entrepreneurs uh, might get too stuck in sometimes is like, you know, this is what we're doing and that's the only choice kind of thing. Um, it's time for my favorite question of our podcast usually. So walk us through a moment of time in your life that you've had really impactful um, experience from you giving somebody else. Yeah, I know this. This is such a clear answer for me. And it was such a small moment. Um, so I was probably 10 or 15 years ago. So long before <laughs> this happened with my business. Um, there is a local 
organization called Meals on Wheels. And it's I think that's national, but um, we basically all got together. And it, I did it through what? I was interning at Yelp. And we did these like community events. And one of the events was to deliver meals. So we got together, we picked up all the, you know, there were like packages of meals at their headquarters. And we got in our cars and we started driving around. And these people either, for for whatever reason, most of them, it was an age-related issue where they couldn't cook for themselves. They couldn't go shopping. And so their meals were delivered to them. And there was this one man and we brought his meal. I could cry. We brought his meal inside and we just sat with him for a little bit. A lot of the people, you know, they didn't even open their door. They're leave it outside. You know, thank you so much. See you later. Um, his door was unlocked. He's like, come on in. He was in a wheelchair. We put his meal on the counter. We're like, do you need anything? Do you want us to open it for you? Um, and he was like, yeah, could you open it? And like, you can have some, like make a plate for yourself. We're like, no, 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 it's okay. He's like, no, please, will you stay with me for a few minutes? He he told us like stories of his family and why they weren't around for him. And it was so meaningful for him to just have us stay there for like 10 minutes and talk to him. And I want everyone to feel how small your impact can be just and how how big that can be for somebody else. I mean, I said that wrong. Your, your small, like 10 minutes of your time can make a huge impact for people. And sometimes it just takes listening. You know, we could have said like, no, 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 we're not supposed to stay. Like we need to go, we're, we're, we're running late. Um, but you could just, he just wanted 10 minutes of a friend. So, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, it's, uh, it's okay, Pooh. We're all crying now. So, uh, <laughs> oh, the ugly cry. It's great. It's, oh, it's man. Only, just kidding. Great. Yeah. This is my favorite um, question that we asked, just because it's so real. Like, literally 10 minutes of your time had the biggest impact on your life. You could donate donate ten thousand dollars tomorrow, and it probably wouldn't have the same impact as ten minutes did on you when you were interning with a company. Like, how crazy is that? So, thank you so much for sharing. That was special and great, and uh, inspired me a lot to just continue to remember that that a few moments of of time is very special. So, um, as we do finish up the show here and have to uh, move on to our days, I want to make sure we get through our giving round. So are you ready for some rapid fire questions around giving? Ooh, yes. Bring it on. You've supported a lot of charities now throughout the times. Brag on one charity that you like. Ooh. I love this one is so hard. <laughs> okay. It has to be. Oh my God. Okay. So there's so I'm an animal lover. So we do a lot of charity, a lot of giving. When people are like, I, you know, you choose or yeah. um, we have local clients and we sort of bond on the animal thing. And I have to say there's like a local farm where they rescue animals from slaughterhouses. And you can go there and you can like snuggle with the animals if, if you know, sometimes you can't touch them. Um, but that to me is one of my favorites just because they're local. I can go visit them. And it's sort of this like feel good therapy uh, and I didn't know they existed until one of our clients let us know about them. So that sounds amazing. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. What would get you more excited? Donating a one million dollar check or spending a week physically helping others? A week physically helping others, hands down. Wow, quick and decisive on that one. 
Uh, who inspires you with their giving? You do. Thank you. Around. <laughs> Thank you. That was a that was an excited one. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> that's it. that's um, just, just you and I. Well, I mean, truly, like the ways that you give, like yes, you donate money, and you also sent me a text message. You were like, "I just came back from Mexico, and I just, you know, spent time at this organization." I love that you diversify the way that you give, uh, and actually visit places and you travel to. I, I mean, it's probably to give back and to you know make an impact in person. And I would venture to guess that it's also to continue to re-inspire and re-motivate you and create stories to share with your clients. So I truly mean that you are an inspiration. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, do you think that entrepreneurs should start giving as a line item of their business from day one or after they've seen some success and have some money in the bank account? Day one. And I think it's a matter of changing your mindset rather than feeling like it has you have to hit a financial milestone to start giving i agree amazing um what is the first thing you think of when you hear go big to give big uh, i can't say you again <laughs> <laughs> um i think that it's uh i think of a cycle like in my head when i when i hear that i think of something very circular and cyclical uh the bigger you go the bigger you can give and it's a win-win, and why wouldn't you do it? Perfect. <laughs> In one word, describe the feeling you get when you give. Amazing. It just feels amazing. <laughs> That's my favorite answer. That's like the most energetic, amazing answer we've ever had. That's great. <laughs> um, in the context of giving, do you believe that money can buy you happiness? Ah. Uh. Why? When you give it. It's like, so it's, uh, I don't know if you know that Friends episode where uh, Phoebe and Joey are fighting and they're like, Joey's like, there's no such thing as a, a, a selfless good deed. And she's like, yes, there is. You know what I'm talking about, right? And oh, yeah. she's like, get stung by a bee. Yeah, exactly. She's like, oh, let the bee sting me. And he's like, you know, the bee died, right? Um, <laughs> so when you give, it feels good when you give it creates happiness within you and it creates like happiness relief tears of joy for the people that you give to so maybe money when you receive it is not the catalyst for happiness but giving money for sure can be oh i love that that is perfect and the best way to end this show who uh we cannot thank you enough for coming in and uh just just pouring your heart on you are the hundred percent the reason why steve and i wanted to build go big to get big we want to find people that were on the edge of wanting to build something bigger people that are inspiring themselves to kind of like hey i want to do more in this world and i want to build a big business but i'm just lacking something to trigger that and then implementing that into their business and now it's like i need to go close 10 deals today because then that means i get to donate a thousand dollars like how freaking cool is that? You don't care about yeah. the sales, you care about the donation. And that was 100% of the mission of when we created it for inspiring people like you. So thank you for coming in and sharing that. And if people want to get more involved in uh, with you, hear more about you, follow your journey as you build in and rebrand, what's the best way for them to uh, find you or contact you? Yeah. Um, so you can, depending on when this is, 
released and how how much I stick to my timeline, um, puelena.com, P-U-A-L-E-N-A.com will always get you to where you need to go even after the rebrand. Um, so that would be the safest. If you Google Rebel Media, I hope that I'll come up, you know, if you listen to this after April 2003, uh, puelena.co on Instagram is is where I hang out more than any other social platform. And that also will automatically just swap over to the new brand. So, yeah. Well, that's amazing. Well, uh, thank you again for coming in and inspiring us to go bigger with our dreams and goals so we can give bigger with our profits. And I cannot wait to follow your journey. Thank you for having me. And thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for listening to the show. If you know someone who's an example of Go Big to Get Big, we would love if you could share this with them. We want to get our message out to as many listeners as we can. And it all starts by having people like you share it with your friends. Also, if you enjoyed the show, take 30 seconds and give us a five-star review. It's a simple act of giving that is free for you, helps us grow our message, and in return, allows others to find us sooner. And until the next episode, remember, always go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profit.